So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side It's a new flood to me. Yo, 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 it's the Shelf Side Podcast. This is episode 48, or slightly it could be 47, because Kwabna wasn't here last time. But that was an emergency pod, but we're counting it. It's episode 48. How are you doing, Kwabna? I'm right, man. I'm right. Chilling, chilling. It's been um, it's been an exhausting weekend, bro. It's been an exhausting weekend. Moving house and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I, 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 listen, guys, I've spoken to Kwabna off air and it's been tiring. So this is like, right now, he is on 5% energy. The phone is about to go off. So we need to bring the energy. We need to ramp it up. And... Um, Maybe, maybe he shouldn't even be doing a pub. Maybe he should be dropped like some of those Spurs players who weren't bringing energy and bringing some of those youngsters who are ready to run all day, no, every no, no. day. I'm going to fix up, I'm going to fix up. That's <laughs> no, all good. Of course you will, of course you will. Shout out to Lero for jumping in on Yeah, the Lero did a good job, man. Did a great job, did a great job. Yeah, you told me I was a bad dad. That's not. Aye, that's not you really bo- good. You is both, it? you both, were talking, giving the bad, bad chat. If you guys are looking to understand the the conundrum that is raising your kids as Tottenham t- fans or not, do check out that last emergency pod. Twenty minutes of um, <laughs> of in depth parental analysis, man, helping you to make some moral decisions <laughs> onto what you do with your kids because it gave me a lot of food for thought. I'll tell you that for now. Yeah, they while well, they're young, you can potentially get out. But um, let's do the admin because we didn't do the admin last time. So cool. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to all our regular listeners. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for all the loon- new listeners. That is um, welcome, and we hope you enjoy. And we hope you hit that subscribe button. Uh, new cities this week. We have two. Uh, let's see if let's see how wake Kwabna is actually. Uh, we have a new city in the states. We know Kwabna loves the states. Um, Orrington. Do you want to guess where that is? Do you know where that is? Orrington. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it East Coast? I don't know. I can't even think. Orrington. I can tell you the state code is ME. Let's see if you know that state code. ME. Minneapolis is M-E. No, you're fronting, you're fronting, you're fronting. It's nah. Maine. We're moving Maine? on. Maine? No. Yeah, no. Never yeah. know that, mate. Yeah. Never. Yeah, oh, that no, happens no, to me. You oh, failed. No, you're a fraud. You're a fraud. <laughs> it's okay. Hod Hasharon, or Hasharon, in Israel. New city this week, so shout out to you guys. Hey, Thank you for joining. Up, Keep listening. Up. Yeah, thanks for joining. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, one thing we didn't do last week or the week before, because Kwabna gets a bit funny about this, is the Fantasy Football League. And we thank everybody who joined our Fantasy Football League. And I can't not talk about it just because Kwabna's not doing so well um, in the league. Sorry, why mate, is, but it's so, true. Why so loud, though? Uh, why, why so, so loud? Why so loud? 
Yeah. <laughs> it I, just sounds loud to you because no, you don't want to hear man. it. Just blazing up the like that's unnecessary, man. That's unnecessary. But, but, uh, but you're dragging it out. Like we could, I could have just shouted Kedalio because they're top of the table. But what I will say is, Andrew Shelford is rapidly closing in on the title. So be warned. Be warned. I could be celebrating a title, and you, my friend, will never hear the end of it. So that's fine. I feel like, just I feel like if you, win, I feel like if you win, we both win. Nice way to that's put it, but no, doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You've got your own team. <laughs> Sorry, on this occasion, it doesn't work like that. Okay, well, things get better. But nice top. try. That's how you go, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I'm not on top yet. No, okay, you you can be my able assistant. But generally, I thought you were moving into, um, Levy was sneaking you into the, uh, the Lily White House this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, negotiations, are, negotiations are ongoing. Um, just waiting to see if they can afford me, basically, because you know if you you can't you can't actually uh, you can't actually give me the inside scoop why Jose still in position. That's not fair, I is mean, it? Uh, F Jose, basically, first of all, like <laughs> F him at his job, bro. <laughs> Don't care about Jose Mourinho, bro. Oh, but we won a game. We are now six. You know we are what three points off of fourth. You know. Okay, so this, this kind of begs the question, right? Is this is this win significant? We beat an Aston Villa team uh, at Villa Park without Jack Grealish. We tend to regularly beat them at Villa Park. I think there are only like two other teams who have taken more points at Villa Park in the past like ten years than we have. Um, so don't yeah. get me wrong. Chelsea, yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea, I Liverpool. Yeah. So I don't get me wrong. You can only beat us in front of you. I'm happy we won. I'm happy we won. But has this fundamentally changed the way I see our season and our future? No, it hasn't. Because we actually only played well for the last, like, 25 minutes. We had some flashes of filthy brilliance from Ndombele. Like, some of the footwork that guy has was mad. But in other ways, also, he was, like, pedestrian. Um, I thought Hobia was, um, was all right. I thought Lesoso gave us some driving impetus, was happy to make the runs into spaces, was to be able to was able to create space for strikers and stuff by just making those those wayward runs like dragging defenders out of out of place and stuff. So I thought that was I thought that was good. I thought Lucas was very good. Um but it's a game that we'd expect to win, right? So for me that idea of progress But would we though expect to win? I mean even even in this situation where we haven't been playing well and we have no right to expect to win everything. I fully accept that. But I just thought that having lost against Arsenal, having gone, been knocked out in the fashion we got knocked out in, it was stand up and be counted. And after you've been called out by your captain, the way in which Luis called the team out, you have to ask yourselves, even if you are fed up at Tottenham, Unless you pick up this deck and push, the team's going to fail. And when it comes to transfer windows, you no one's going to be looking at you because you're going to be part of a crappy squad. So, with all of those things in mind, and knowing the Tottenham squad the way that we do, I expected a reaction. If we had been against someone like a stronger team, I would have thought it would be one of those situations where we played a little bit better but ultimately lost. But against Villa, I was expecting to win. And that does, does, especially about yeah, Jack and those are the why. I mean, did you think the win was significant? Yeah. 
I think more than the result, I think we had to win. I think you're right. I think um, we had to win after the week that went before. And I think we had to win just to keep us in the mix uh, because top four is still there mathematically. It's still there. We're on the cusp of it. Uh, There's a lot of people fighting for that fourth spot. I mean, it could open up if Leicester concentrate on the cup and Man U concentrate in Europe. I doubt it. I think there's only one spot potentially available, but let's see. But what I think was more significant and more interesting was the fact that he actually decided to shake it up, like properly shake it up. So you usually start with a team lineup, and I think it's significant that we discuss the team lineup because we had Loris and Sanchez, obviously, uh, but we had changes at right back and the centre half. Uh, Rodon came in. And out, out from the cold, or in from the cold, I think it was 13 games he's yes. missed. And Tanganga hasn't started a Premier League game, has he? I don't think he started a Premier League game this year. If he has, he's only one. Um, so he's he came in at right back. Obviously, Regulon, we expect to be playing. Midfield, there was no real surprise in the two. It was Hobie and Dombelias, who you've already mentioned. But we had Giovanni Lo Celso come in, which is not a surprise because he's come back from injury and he played in um, Zagreb and you expected him to come back into the team. But where he played was a bit of a surprise and it's a bit of a strange formation. And we gave Vinicius a start as well. So Vinicius and Kane up top, but with Lucas flanking them and Gio kind of flanking them. But I'm looking at kind of the average positions. And it's got to be the weirdest formation that we've had. And I didn't know what formation we were trying to play. Obviously, the four at the back speak for themselves. We know Regulon's going to get forward more than um, Tanganga. We've cried out for this free in midfield of Hoybier, Dombele and Lo And although Lo I think, was starting from the right, a la Messi, starting from the right, but he ended up being more central than wide. Lucas as well was more central than wide and Kane actually was more forward overall than Vinicius was which isn't what I would have thought given the lineup. What did you think of the lineup? Yeah, I thought I was struggling to understand like where I didn't actually see the Celso as as that that central Um, I felt like he was kind of playing in a uh, a little bit in the way Iniesta used to play um, in Pep's, like, golden era team, right? So he was kind of in the advanced, like, eight role, but he could flow across the pitch. And I felt like that's what the Celso was doing. And the more I watched him, the more I was, like, thinking, rather than being a ball carrier, which, you know, we know he likes to do, he was more pulling people out of space and invading invading the space where he could, which I found was a bit strange. So when I looked at the formation, it felt like we were playing this weird kind of like four the four four one one type thing, which also didn't make sense because the Celso Nomale and and uh, and Hobia were at times like a proper nucleus in the middle. And then other times, it felt like it was the two of Ndombele and Hobia and the cells are floating. And then, like you're saying, more are coming in off the wing. And then 
the two strikers in Kane and Vinicius kind of dovetailing. So the more I watched, yeah. yeah, the more I watched the the formation, the more confused I was as to what was actually going on. Um, I think. I think it was interesting that we had two strikers and despite having two strikers, like you said, it didn't feel like Kane was dropping that deep, which was really interesting to me. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. he's not, he's, he had moments. He's not he had jumping moments in where him. he tracked all the way back. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't sink in below like, like he does when, when Son is playing. And that's mostly because Vinicius isn't trying to run in behind. Do you see what I mean? Like, he's not the yeah. kind of player... I mean, he had, he had a couple space. of moments. He had a couple for the goal he ran in behind. Sorry to cut you. Yeah, no, no. But, he, um, yeah, he like, wasn't constantly running in behind. But even then, it's like, was he really, like, running in behind? Or was he, like, following the line of the ball? Do you see what I mean? It's not like Kane was dropping in deep to pay balls through to Vinicius over the top or mm-hmm. defence-splitting passes. He wasn't doing that. And for his goal, yeah, it was great movement. But he followed the ball... And he followed the run, right? He chased the ball down in the first place to cause to help contribute to the mistake, and then he made sure the position was right. But I didn't feel like he was running in behind all game. No, he wasn't playing on the shoulder. Definitely wasn't playing on the shoulder. He can, he does like to do that. But I know what you mean that dynamic of what you would expect if Kane's playing with another striker for him to tuck in, be a proper ten, and be looking for. Vinicius's runs in off the shoulder, coming in from wide like Sonny does, or just being on the shoulder so he can be slipped in. He wasn't really that, and Gio wasn't even looking for him as much in um, those positions. So I, I found it really weird. Um, looking at Villa's kind of uh, average position, they were also very central as well. And I don't know if that's the way they normally play or if that's what they did um, because we did that and they were obviously picking up our players but it was very much is it target target against Tanganga on that side yeah and even Tanganga was dropping in very central when we were defending at times and I don't know if that was because he's naturally a centre half or he was instructed to do that what did you think it seemed like he, he was overcompensating yeah and I think I don't know if he was I think him, them forming like a weird auxiliary like back three was strange and then even when, when Davis came on it changed to like another dynamic and I felt like I'd suggest when you thought that you were convinced that Tang- Tanganga was playing as like a almost like a centre back he'd make a couple of runs forward and you're like oh okay maybe that's yeah. not what it looks like <laughs> So the, the, so the whole the formation in itself just didn't really make sense to me, and the fact that it was effective in getting the win doesn't make it any more sense. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't make any more sense to me. But I felt like I was I was happy because there were times where he made a couple of like errors, but I thought that he was in general comfortable. Uh, I felt like he rose to the challenge. And, I mean, I would be very happy for him to be right back with Aurier and to sack off Doherty, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> you and the rest of the I'm, fan base. I'm more than happy to see that because, you know, we just, and I mean, this is not going to sound like, it's going to sound like a massive indictment, but the bottom line is we don't play in a way that suits Doherty. We don't, we don't play that kind of football. And, so it makes it, it makes it, I beg the question why we, we decided to go for that in the first place, but we did. 
Um, I think that we have to look at what's going to get us through for the rest of the season. Um, what's going to be smart in delivering in delivering what our objectives are going to be. And for me, when you consider the way in which you want to play, I think we have to look at him being Tanga being a starter. I think we have to look at the fact that if you are going to drop out of world, I mean, I still think he's our best defender, but he's not without his flaws because he's not a player he used to be. But if you are going to drop him and bring Rodan on, like, there's no shame in making Rodan, like, just let him know that he's the future. That's also fine. And starting him in games like this will help. Games where he, where Mourinho might deem there to be easier opposition, he might consider them to be a bit more... Um, they like to play on their counter-attack. They've got, they've got a bit of pace. Rodan's got some pace on him. Um, Tanganga's got some pace on him. Like, There's no problem with using those guys as a way to kind of balance and counterbalance those teams. Like I'm I'm just all for the point now is like we can go forth and experiment because to me the season's pretty much a write-off. I'm not saying we should give up, that's not what I'm saying at all. But we should try and lay the foundations for those moving forward. There could be there could be a real galvanizing um, effect by looking at a team and saying who's not going to be there long long term or who's not gonna who's not pulling their way for me if I'm going to stay as a manager which he very might well do, then these are my guys. And if Rodan and Tanganga are included in that, then make sure they're included in that. We've got to a stage now where, through all the results, pick a team and see how to end the season. And I'm happy for those two to be a feature of that. So you make some good points, and there's a few points I just want to pick up on there. So I too thought, do you know what? This is great. Rodon... Tanganga, Sanchez, Reguilón. They've all got pace. They've all got... Obviously, Reguilón's probably the quickest. And the others are maybe not lightning, but they're certainly quicker than Alderweireld and Dyer. That gives us an opportunity to play a higher line. That gives us an opportunity to push the opposition back. And yet, almost play in their half, knowing that we've got some pace there um, and some recovery. And you're right, if you are looking to the future, if you can write off this season, then you can say, do you know what, Rodon, you are the future. You are, you have been brought in to replace Alderweireld, World. And Sanchez or Tanganga, if not both, you are significant parts of the future. The only problem is, as we discussed, right, we discussed the lineup, we discussed the formation. We discussed that it, it didn't make sense. It almost seems to me that Jose picked a side based on what they will do in terms of running and their attitude. And he's almost taken 11 and just said, go out there, this is kind of what we're going to do, and play, right? If, just because these are the guys that... And that, well, that's just... Like, I completely, like agree with what you're saying in terms of like the mentality everyone who's on there felt like there are people who are going to be physical or at least you'd expect to be physical draw tackles be a bit niggly and in, in being smart with their, with their fouling themselves but then it makes it feel like based on what you're saying it makes me feel like this formation was then like just a basic four four two, and this was like you know I mean it's it's so it, it feels so 
arbitrary sometimes to when you attribute certain levels of sophistication to certain formations because ultimately the tactics that are behind the formation is to go determine how nuanced and, and how intelligent it is. But when you think about people just going out there to run hard and be physical and to win balls and win second balls and blah, blah, it just looks like, like a 4-4-2. And when you look at a 4-4-2 now, it feels so rudimentary that when someone pays it, you're like, mm, someone just someone can't bother it. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> yeah, but there, I think there, there are nuances to a 4-4-2 because 4-4-2s, like, pretty much every formation, right, for me, if you if you grow, grew up on 4-4-2, you, can, you should be able to adapt to 4-4-2 with certain players to make it a 4-3-3, even a 5-3-2, or whatever, depending on the personnel, right? Obviously, Jose doesn't do that, but I know what you mean. It's, he's just thrown out a four-four-two. It's not a tactical brilliance, and we know he doesn't do this kind of. He plays in moments and just wants to be solid, right? So these players run in, listen to the instructions, defensive instructions, or even pressing instructions is where he's going to get the most pleasure out of, and he will play these guys. Cool, but you talking about stepping stones for the future and thinking about bringing these guys, blooding these guys and allowing them to make mistakes. That's not Jose. Jose may not even be there next season. There's strong rumours that Jose, that's it. If he doesn't get top four, he's out. Or he's already discussed getting a Portugal manager's job. So for me, I don't see him trying to lose. I see him trying to win, proving that he's still the man. Getting top four is still his aim. And obviously winning that trophy, that elusive trophy. So it wouldn't surprise me if come the Newcastle game or after Newcastle game, let's just say we won that and we, we if we lose to Man United that he changes it again. Like that's my fear. That we don't have that consistency, we don't build on this momentum, we don't build on the free midfield of Lacelso, Dombele and Hoybier, we don't build on Roden and we don't build on Tanganga. Or even Sanchez, who I think's done really well. And considering I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's, um, he's the defeats, I think we've shown so two players that I don't think we've spoken enough about are Sanchez and Mora. And I'll start with Sanchez and you know, jump in with, with your insight for sure. But I think that whilst he hasn't been flawless in his performances, what he's shown is a willingness to take that criticism, go out there, and still be aggressive in the tackle, still try and take responsibility. We've seen him like throw his body at countless shots. We've seen him, you know, we've on this podcast we've spoken about how he gets moved sometimes a little bit too easily for someone his size and his on his perceived mm. strength. Like, you know, he cleared out uh was it McGinn yesterday? I can't remember. But like No, to El Ghazi with the up with his shoulder with was the, it, was the, the was body, El Ghazi? I think it was Ogazi. Yeah. yeah, just took care of him. Like, so that, that stuff we don't really see from Sanchez. Like, I feel like he's showing a real like want to want to to stand up and be counted. And I respect and appreciate that for sure. Um, so, and I think defensively, like even even knowing when to like just get rid of the ball versus like when to play out, I think he's getting so much better at that. Well, within the season, right? He still hasn't been he hasn't been as good as he was like the first season and he came, but. He's improved. That's like by other world known. and Vertonghen, though. Yeah, that first season. That is yeah. true. That is true. So, that is very true. Uh, but he, he's definitely yesterday. He was the eldest defender. Yeah. No, he is. He was the eldest defender yesterday. Yeah. And I but felt he, like he showed like leadership it. yesterday. But he played like it, and that was yeah. the key thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other the other person, of course, is um is Lucas Moura. Like, 
we said on numerous occasions, Lucas Moura, like, he... He has a kind of headless chicken style to to running about him. He he goes, 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 and we don't know if he knows what he's doing. We know that he can carry the ball distances, but when it comes to a final pass, when it comes to any of that stuff, he suddenly like falls apart. So it was really good to see him. It was really good to see him like take the game by scruff of the neck to be aggressive and he's been doing that for consistently for the past few games it's almost like where other people are scared and frightful to try things he feels emancipated because everyone else is being cagey he's like I'm going to just go for it and that mentality I think it's slowly going to rub off on the rest of the players I thought that when Bergwijn came on yesterday he tried to do some stuff and, and tried to be aggressive in moving forward and I think that's the kind of feeling and impetus you can get from Lucas and his style of play currently right because when you have someone like Harry Kane, it doesn't matter what he does, people are going to applaud it, right? And whether he sticks to the game plan or not. If he sticks to the game plan, he's being a good soldier. When he doesn't, he's being a genius because, you know, whatever. Whereas Lucas, when he runs hard, we're like, yeah, he runs hard because that's all he offers. And then when he drags the ball up the pitch with a, with a dying run, we're like, yeah, that's good, but he doesn't get the final pass off and we're always trying to find something else. But the majority of good things that have come from the recent games and even our losses has been Lucas Moore. And that needs to be, that needs to be said. It's better said out loud. And you said it very well. And I think, if you just look at yesterday's game, he got the assist. And he could have been selfish there and could have gone for goal. But he picked out a really good pass. And he, there was two of them waiting to tap that in. So he got that assist. He played the ball in for Kane. Um, for Kane to do the... Um, sorry, can I just say before I even continue. How many miscontrols or failed skills are leading to kind of penalties or free kicks these days because I don't think Kane was being coy there. I think he actually miscontrolled the ball. No, he, he, made a mess of it. he made a mess of it. He made a mess of it. Yeah, three sixty, and that's why his standing leg that he put down was in the wrong place or was in the right place for us. And Cash just tackled him and caught him, but he shouldn't have been anywhere near Cash at that point in what he was trying to do. But anyway, that's aside. Um, Lucas played that ball for Kane. Lucas also played. I'm sure he touched it for Lamella's Rabona, so that's an assist for him. He he did the run against West Brom that then set up Sonny. That's an assist for him as well. So mm. he's actually finding end product, the end product that we said that he's lacked. Yeah, his passing sometimes is a bit ambitious um, for him, but he's got the right idea, he's got the vision, and sometimes he just doesn't get the pass right. But now, at the end of his run, or doing something to instigate a breaking of line, getting ahead of the opposition, like what he did against Crystal Palace for the first goal, was it? Yeah, for Bell's goal, where he won the ball back, pushed it, played into Kane, Kane then crossed it. He's making vital contributions week in, week out, as well as everything else he's doing with his energy. So, Lucas Moura, I think, for the last month, has been the most last four weeks has been the most impactful player um, for us and you're right he doesn't get the credit he deserves a he shout out to him yeah, and he's him for sure yeah and he's now part of the Welsh Mafia so that just shows you <laughs> how well he's played oh man yeah it's been it's been it's been a... yeah I mean I, I'm just happy to see someone trying to play with the with the shackles off 
think it's really encouraging. It's really encouraging and it works because he's playing in an area where defenders don't like someone running at them. And as we've said before, him and Tongi can skip. Where Tongi has had to be more defensive-minded playing in the two and knowing what the manager wants and expects, he can't go off on a run because if he loses the ball, there's just one there. And then Uh. you know what it's like when the team counters, especially Villa who counter well. Most teams has has been... analyzed throughout no fans in the stadiums there's probably only about three teams that are not counter-attacking teams in the Premier League right so everybody is ready to counter so if Tongi loses that ball there and people are onto Tongi for not being as progressive not being as impactful and he hasn't been playing well in the last few games but his job now is to retain possession, to shift the ball, to get forward as quickly as possible. And when you've got people like Kane dropping into a 10-roll, Lucas in a 10-roll, Gio in a 10-roll, or there or thereabouts, that's all he needs to do at the moment. And he could do a bit more, but he's worried about defensive responsibilities. Whereas Lucas is kind of freer from those responsibilities when he's running with the ball, right? He's in the forward line. He's taken a risk, he's taken a gamble to commit defenders and he often beats the first man, can beat the second man and then it's after the second man, can he score, can he get a shot off, can he take um, get a pass off and he has been doing that. So yeah, um, I'm glad he's taken the shackles off and I'm glad it's working because that, yeah, working a fit and fire in Lucas is special. Yeah, especially when he's got, he's got confidence man, confidence going to try things going to pull people out of position and he just gives he gives the opposition something else to think about and that's that's great in my book yeah 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 so that's the 10 roll even though we still everybody wants Delhi he's occupying the 10 you've got to think that Kane Kane is Kane when Song comes back he will be in the team so that's free Bell looks like Bell has gone back into the role that he was in maybe a month ago where Jose didn't trust him. Delhi still doesn't trust. Doesn't seem to rate Winks. Sissoko is definitely a bench player. So it means that potentially we're going to go back to 4-3-3. And that could be a free of Hoybier, Dombele and Gio, the Celso. Which is a free, a triumphant, that all the fan base wanted to see before Gio got injured. Um, they played yesterday. I think this is the second or third time they've played in various competitions. Maybe the first time in the league. Started anyway. How do you think that went? I thought it was weird because we didn't really pay them as a three. We just had the three of them on the pitch. So <laughs> it's not really a representation of what we should expect. But I mean... It was just good to have them pitch, and it was good to see the different functions that they would play, right? So you have the melee, like, dragging the ball up the pitch. You have Sosso trying to poke holes, whether through his runs or um, runs on the ball or off the ball. And then you have Julio kind of, like, defensively marshalling the play. So, yeah, on paper, when you think of it that way, it feels like it was working in that way. Until we see it in like a three, and I think we might not see it like that until until Son comes back, maybe. Or un- unless like Bergwijn continues to show like a certain level of form, 
then yeah, we won't see it. But um, I think I was happy to see it. I wasn't able to see it in its full capacity. I don't think any of us were. Um, but it will improve, it will grow. And it's something that we just need to persist with because it's one of the few things that he hasn't been able to try due to injury. Now there's no excuse. So just put them on, see what happens. Yeah, and you're right. As we touched on, Gio was playing this hybrid role um, of starting on the right, coming in, but also going out there for defensive duty. So it was a a bit strange. But what I liked was it it gave rotation in the midfielder who was dropping in between the centre-backs to kick-start attacks from deep. Gio was last man on occasions. Don Belli was the last man on occasions. We know Hobier does it regularly, going into that three. Um, it was good to see the link-up play. Um, there were moments, especially Don Belli and Lo Celso. And what you've got there, especially with Lo Celso and Don Belli, are players who always want the ball yeah. in any situation. Yeah. Um, which which is very helpful um, to get you up the pitch, to get you out of sticky situations and retain the ball and retain possession. So that's always good to see. I just would like to see, obviously, the Celso stay fit. Um, Dombele to not get injured because he seems to be targeted or just outwitting people left, right and centre and getting clattered every For single sure. game. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and Hoybier to keep fit because he's played more minutes than anybody other than probably Larice. So it's definitely good to have the option because I think there is a significant drop off um, with Winks. Unfortunately, the season he's gone backwards, and Sissoko even has gone backwards. So I think it's good to have the option of those three. Yeah, I mean, look, the, but yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great, they're a great three to pick from. Um, it's for all those reasons and look let's just ride it until the wheels fall off really that's what I see it's like we haven't got anyone else really pushing or trying to make a difference in the, or can with the ability to make a difference in that space because they're just not of the quality that we need so in the meantime let's just play them and play them until we can for as long as we can okay okay yeah no I agree I agree so I think that's kind of it for us this week because we've got the international break um, quite a few players away as always, that's what you'd expect for a club of our size. And we just cross our fingers and hope nobody gets injured. Don Belli got called up again into the national side. That took forever for him to get that recall. Um, yeah, he's been back. For a very long time. Yeah, yeah, and Pogba's back as well, which was even stranger that Pogba's in the side and he's in the side because some argue they're very similar in what they do. Um, no, so Pogba, yeah, let's hope they all come lace, back. Pogba can't lace Tangi's boots, man. He can't do it. <laughs> I know that. You know that. We all know that. Them up north might not think that. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. So um, we will, we'll, we'll be coming back with some content. We've got some 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 stuff in the pipeline for us to discuss. So we won't leave you in the lurch. But um, until then, it's. Um, so good night from me. And it's good night from me. Remember, you can follow us on the show slide on Twitter. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcast, please leave a review. Five stars only, because we only give you five star content. Um, shout out to Lyra for filling in last week. Um, but yeah, get back to your job, man. And run the outro.
Side for the show, 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 side for the show